You are listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast with your host, Kylie Ria. Thank you for tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness me. Hello, welcome to Living the Life of Kylie, an eclectic mix mix podcast uh, with your host, Kylie Ria. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I am joined today with Lily May Marshall. Um, Lily is with me by my side. Many thanks, kind regards for joining. Um, We thought that we would do a bit of a special on um, autism in ladies and, you know, just the impact that it does have on an individual. Um, Lily May Marshall uh, is autistic. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you like to just explain how your story started? Yeah, sure. Go for Um, it. Take it away. So... Basically, when I was, I think I was probably 14 or 15, mm. I was under the um, the children's mental health thing, so CAMS, okay. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was under CAMS, I was having to do some therapies and stuff for other mental health problems. Okay. Um, and basically, the sort of psychiatrist that I was under, we had a meeting, she brought it up and she was like, do you think there's a chance you might be autistic? And it wasn't something that I'd ever considered. Brilliant. Well... I don't think there's a lot of information about that. If someone said to me, do you think you're autistic? I'd be like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, what what, what, what does that mean? So what did that mean to you? Well, it was sort of like, I was a, I was a bit like, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I know about autism because of family members that have it mm. and such. Um, but I was a bit like, this has never been something that's been brought up before. Mm. You know, I'd never really considered it. And then when we sort of were going through all the different criteria with her, yeah. we were like, actually, I tick a lot of these boxes. Wow. And we were like, oh. oh Is it like a sense. light bulb moment? You yeah. go, oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like, it makes, it's, it makes sense. And from that moment, did they support you in getting a diagnosis? Or was it just, we think you've got this, so we're just going to like make things a bit easier for you but we can't diagnose you so basically um at that point she was like we'll send you out some forms we need you to fill them in get some i had to get some teachers and stuff at school to fill them in actually thinking about it i think i was in year 12 so i was probably 16 at the time okay yeah um so you've still gone through your mainstream education yeah autistic undiagnosed Mm -hmm. still just making it through yeah wow so that I had so to good. kind of go to, I went to um, my psychology teacher mm-hmm. who was the head of like the SEN kind of right. at the school. Okay. Got her to fill in the bits and stuff. Um, sent it off really. Mm-hmm. Took ages for them to reply and then they were like, oh yeah, we'll, you know, sort out the all the stuff and yeah. Right, okay. So then once you were diagnosed, you went into year 13 knowing or did it take years? Years so you started uni as diagnosed? I still haven't been diagnosed. Right. Not properly, properly. So you still haven't had that formal diagnosis? No, wow. so I've okay. basically had the pre-diagnosis. Yep, yep. But not the... Not the full-on... There you go. I've been waiting for years now. Right. Yeah. I think there is such a strain on, um, on you know, all of these, you know, NHS and, and mm-hmm. getting, getting people diagnosed because although we are getting older... Mm-hmm. There's still younger people coming through that are being diagnosed yeah. straight away with that immediacy. Um, you know, for me, 
it was always, you know, with ADHD, it was the boys that were naughty in the class and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And girls do get missed, and that's why it takes from the age of 36 to 38, typically, for any woman to be diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Because we're so good at masking things. Yeah. Are you finding that the same? Yeah, I mask pretty much all the time. Um, I don't, like, it's really tiring as well. Oh, what, what, what does masking mean to you? Do you know what? It's one of those things I don't fully know what masking is to me because I've just lived my life doing yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. But I guess it's just feeling like I'm having to show a different side of myself. Is it always a positive side of yourself? Oh. An interesting side of yourself? Yeah. A side of yourself where you think, if I'm like this, then people will like me. Well, that's all good. Yeah. That's I what of, I struggle yeah, to do. Yeah, I adapt myself with the people that I'm with. Yeah. Um, the way that, like, I haven't had, obviously, the official diagnosis, but mm. the way that the mental health team and my doctor and stuff have put it is that I am autistic, so I've had... Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you can shut up. <laughs> right, wait. Oh! Technical, uh, technical difficulties here. Please hold the line. Please hold the line, caller. Oh, my God. Witchcraft. <laughs> right. Ah! Right. Are we back? Continue. Yes. So <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> um, so like mental health team and doctors and stuff, we basically say that I am I have got autism. Yep. We just still waiting for that official diagnosis. Really what that official diagnosis means is that I can get more help in terms of like NHS kind of yeah. more therapies and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. You know it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not... It doesn't change your life day to day, I suppose. It's just allowing there to be more access for things. But you're so self-aware, and I think that's probably part of the battle, is because um, you you, you almost... If you you don't have that self-awareness of yourself, you don't know how to go and find that way of self-soothing and self-understanding and self-validating and giving yourself the extra bit of kindness to know that, I mean, it's so difficult. I've started this medication um, and I had my uh, appointment last night Mm -hmm. and I literally said to the woman, you know, I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling like that and and whatever else, but I don't know if that is the ADHD, the medication, or if it's me. Mm. I don't know who I am now. I don't know if, if I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling irritable because... I'm annoyed with all of the clutter if it's just because I'm feeling a bit irritable. I've never had that understanding of the way that I feel from day to day. Mm. And that's that's quite new, obviously. But then it still doesn't help me understand why I'm feeling like this. Yeah. You know, so I get quite frustrated. What what sort of things have you put in place or have your family been able to put in place to give you that sort of reprieve from look, I'm just masking all the time. I know I've got to go to this party. I don't want to go to this party. I feel all anxious and da, 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 da. And, you know, potentially socially at uni, you don't really want to go, but you know you have to go and you force yourself and really think, oh, this is just horrendous. But you're, oh, mm. hi, I'm Lily and this is great and I'm really good and I'm having a great time. But really you're inside going, I really just don't want to be here. To be honest, I don't actually feel like there's been anything properly put in place. I think I just get on with it. Like, mm. you know, if there's things I don't want to go to... Yeah, you just... I just No, thank you. Yeah, either yeah. that or I just go and it's just like, I just have to deal with it. Yeah, really. yeah. Um, I think as well with autism, like, you... Obviously, with ADHD, you have medications and stuff. Yeah. Autism, there's not 
a thing that exists. Is there not? There's no medication for autism. Well, there's okay. medication you can get for comorbidities. So, like, if you have autism and that causes things like anxiety and depression and stuff, obviously okay. you've got antidepressants and things like that. But yes. there's no actual set medication for people with autism. Right. Okay. Is that because there is such a wide spectrum? I know that that is obviously think... something to consider, but you know, can you? It's just so ridiculous. I was saying this last night on the phone. Can you be like a little bit ADHD? And can you be like severe? So I'm severely ADHD. My medication is not touching the sides. <laughs> um, but of course, because I've got to be extra. Um, but is there sort of something where you think, right, well, I'm on this level. Do they show you the spectrum? What, what's, what's There's not a visual spectrum. It is just like, it, the spectrum is massive. There's yeah. nothing that, you know, there's not like a scale of one to ten on how autistic yeah. you are. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have people with autism who are nonverbal or mm -hmm. have like really severe learning disabilities yes. and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that's more on the high end of the spectrum. But yeah. there's nothing that's actually like a set scale. But would, would they be, they would be more um, eligible for certain therapies and, and yeah. things like this, of course. Um, but there isn't anything for people like yourselves who are fully functioning. But yeah. but you know, it's so it's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. So you were diagnosed at sixteen, say. Seventeen-ish, I'd say. Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Uh, well, diagnosed, pre-diagnosed. Yeah. And then your mum has also recognised the certain trends yeah. and patterns. Yeah. Relate to her as well. Mm -hmm. So how was she? How has she coped with that? Do you sort of like balance each other out? Can you both help each other in understanding and going, oh, that's why? And, you know, because is it, has it helped it's, having your mum there knowing? Do you know what? It's, it? it's difficult with me and her because obviously you know how much I love my mum. Mm -hmm. I think we're just very different in that sort of sense. Like different autism. Yeah. Different so she, people. the way her autism works with her, it's very different to with me. Mm. And, you know, we have had times where we clash and things because yeah. we don't necessarily meet eye to eye with different things. But also, that's you that's you and that's your mum that's me yeah. and it's my no. mum that's her and her mum that's everyone exactly. you know it's and never going to be like no. that but that's when this is what i meant about how much of that is autism and how much of that is just you yeah true you know so it's it is difficult mm. so you are working as the diversity welfare within your uni at the moment mm -hmm. um can you just tell us a little bit about that and how you see your role going forward within yeah that? of course so i've only really recently started doing it mm -hmm. but um essentially what it's to do is to kind of promote the diversity within the student union um i'm planning on providing training within the different societies on how to be more diverse okay. um how to adapt kind of the different societies mm -hmm. um and i'm also someone that they can just talk to really right. like um people in different societies the kind of people who run them yeah if they need any advice of anything mm -hmm. you know i'm the person that they can come to with that's that. perfect yeah so you is, is this is this a role that you know you, you can have these transferable skills throughout the rest of your life mm. essentially but this could be something that you really do hone in on you're going to make such a difference to people's learning education yeah. life you know um going forward yeah, I think with, you know, with my uni, the kind of, we've got a disability team at the uni. Okay. And in some sense, they're good with different disabilities and stuff, with things like um, neurological disabilities and mm. autism and stuff like that. It's lacking a little bit, okay. so... Um, Which is surprising for me, because there's so much more awareness now. Yeah. It's almost like they're waiting to keep up, you know? It's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, when I 
got to uni they literally said to me they were like oh we can offer you a mentor and I was like right anything else and they were like no that's it Mental. and I'm literally being forced every single week to go and sit in a room with a woman and oh, talk about oh no I hate that like last time I saw her we spoke about what I was buying for like shopping me. and stuff oh. yeah because I said to her I was like oh, I don't really know what oh, shopping. Oh, 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 and avocado, like, a bit of pasta she was there. like oh we'll write a list out and that's literally you know that's all the uni have provided for me even though help with your on the system list. yeah that's yeah. good that's good even though on the system it says that I have got autism and I've also been I've got approved um disability um what's it called disability allowance mm -hmm. something like that yeah okay um so I've got that approved right I should have gotten all this stuff with that haven't received any of it oh everything is just is just taking so long isn't yeah it? it it really is and I think once but once everyone does catch up, you'll be so far into the abyss of being a musical theatre star that yeah. you won't even need all of that <laughs> anymore, you know? So, yeah. I mean, what what would you what do you say to someone who thinks that, A, they may be autistic? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's lots of information out there at the minute. Um, you know, there's lots of things. Instagram is amazing for sort yeah. of connecting with people. And I'm constantly watching reels about ADHD and they're just so funny and so relatable also it's actually not funny as well yeah you know so again that's masking you know mm -hmm. trying to make a joke of it all and look how funny it is <laughs> and look look how ridiculous my life is when really it is actually a bit mm. bloody ridiculous but what would you say to someone who a thinks that they have autism mm -hmm. obviously go through the normal channels but how to actually manage their day-to-day -day, um and also because i mean you've managed all the way through your life and you're only really starting on your autism journey yeah. now you know and also someone who may be a mum who may need to recognise that their children or their child may have sort of extra needs. Mm -hmm. What would you say to both of those different people? I think for someone who thinks they might have autism, um, reach out to people, mm -hmm. you know, talk to people that they trust, people that they kind of are friends with, family. Yeah. Um, also, you know there's so much out there research wise like there's so many good charities and things about autism and they've got low like loads of resources where mm. you can read about it and also just i know it's going to sound really obvious but talk to your gp about it yeah because at the end of the day they've got a duty of care mm -hmm. if you have these concerns then you can talk to them and they can make a referral for you okay um so that's what i'd say for people who think they have autism yeah yeah um i'd say for parents you know if you are thinking that your child might have you know neurological issues and yeah. things like that um you know it's always good to kind of talk to them quite openly about what they might be struggling with okay. um you know and i think there's a whole thing with especially with adhd as well it's mm. like kids with adhd people just think they're naughty oh yes yep and it's you know as a parent being able to pick up on what actually is going on mm -hmm. you know understanding that mm. oh my child might be feeling really overwhelmed right now mm -hmm. there might be some noise or you know something like that yeah that's maybe why they're acting a bit funny and instead of going like straight in like discipline like, yeah you whatever, can't discipline no you can't discipline compliance and behavior to someone that has got adhd no i can speak of that firsthand in yeah. my own experience um although i think that's where i've taught how to mask mm -hmm. quite severely by being compliant um i mean i've never been called compliant but we'll just, we'll just <laughs> work with that one for the minute but also i'm now looking back 
because of course ADHD can be genetic of course mm -hmm. I think it actually may well be same with autism as well is it really mm -hmm. right well there we are so then we've got generations behind us of people that have just had to you know cope learn mask yeah. deal but when it would be Arnie's birthday parties I remember we threw him a fifth birthday party and it was the first party that me and his dad were not together and we did mm -hmm. a big old party and everyone was there families from both sides and I've been planning it since blooming May, you know. Mm. It was spot on to the T, amazing superhero party, blah, blah, blah. And he got there and nah. Yeah. He was having none of it. He was just so overstimulated. And at that point, I didn't recognise that that was a thing. I was like, well, what, what's, what's going on? What's going on? So then I said, right, well, take him outside because I knew to sort of break the cycle. Yeah. Um, and then he went out and he spent the whole of the party on the swings with Spider-Man. He had the best time. And I was in there <laughs> blooming doing the birthday cake on my own. Mm. But it's been the same recurring thing year in, year out. When we had the camouflage party here, same thing happened. Yeah. Winston, happy birthday. So it is that stimulation. Mm. Do you find that as well? Yeah, I've got really bad sensory issues. Right. I've learnt to cope with them. Is that a blend between the ADHD and the autism or is it two different sensory issues? What's What do you think is... I reckon they both fit in quite equally. Right. Um, you know, my sensory issues, I'm really sensitive to loud noise and recurring noises as well. So if there's like a beat that's going on and on and on and so on. So the loud noise of when we just knocked off all of the uh, computers a minute ago, that was not so good for you. It startled me a bit. <laughs> but I, it's fine. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh my God. I don't really know how that happened. So sorry, everyone. Thank you for still listening. But it was like things like when I was a kid... Things like parties and stuff, even like Arnie, even my own birthday parties, couldn't stand them. Yeah. Um, it's the focus and then it's the attention and it's the loud and it's the noises and it's the people and it's the chaos. And But then at the same time, Arnie always wants a party. You yeah. Know? So it's until we get to that point, and I think because it gets built up mm. and built up and built up. I think like one of my things, it's like um, when I was a kid, when I was in primary school, mm. I have a really big thing with... Um, physical contact with mm -hmm. people and I've gotten a lot better with it you know I'm happy to have a little hug here and there um it's with certain people though I'm a bit like Ooh, no yeah and it's like that feeling it makes you feel a bit sick in your stomach your aunt is a bit like that isn't she yeah yeah, yeah she is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like don't touch me yeah okay don't touch me when I was a kid when I was in primary um you know kids would run up to you on the playground and they'd give you a hug mm -hmm. and I didn't know what to do yeah I'd be like I'm just going to stand here and look like a prat. And my dad, he's not going to watch this because he doesn't go on social media. Oh, is it? Um, he, Off the grid. He used to take the mick out of it. Mm. He'd be like, you just, you don't hug people. Like, why are you so awkward? And he used wow. to make fun of it. Okay, okay. And what's funny, actually, is that he still, he doesn't believe that autism is actually a real thing. Oh, that's a man thing. So we've, yeah. We've Sorry, men that are watching out <laughs> there. I'm currently on my high horse about people like this. Denying disabilities denying medication denying anyone has asthma denying anyone has a chest infection denying yeah. anyone needs their inhalers denying anyone has autism denying mm. anyone has adhd yeah and we've had we've had big arguments about it I'm not surprised and i remember we we were in blue water and he i was getting really overwhelmed because it was really loud and it was really hot and it was really busy yeah and he kept trying to sort of like prod me and like just just be generally annoying and I just turned around and I said to him really nicely, I said, Dad, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. Mm. I didn't sleep well last night. Do you mind just stopping? God, that's pretty mature for you to have been able to vocalise that. Yeah. I think I would have gone, <laughs> um, 
and he took it personally so we got into an argument and yeah okay he we were walking out to the car park because we both drove separately and he just said under his breath he was like you don't have autism that's not a real thing and wow. so i turned around to him wow. and i just was like what did you just say and he was said nothing i said what you just said was really offensive yeah if i was in a wheelchair and couldn't walk yeah you know and someone said to me oh you can walk it's just in your brain mm. it would be a different situation because it's know. not visible no Wow, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, that's all right. It's almost like you're having to convince someone to understand you. Yeah. And go, no, this is me. And they're like, no, you're not. No, no, it is. It Joe, is, it's please. quite funny, though. My mum and I are both convinced that he is autistic. Ah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you're possibly not wrong. Maybe. But it's always the deniers. Yeah. The medical deniers drive yeah. me absolutely up the wall. I, I get mean, quite he, angry about that. He is, like, the epitome of, like, a hippie, like, 50s 60s hippie he doesn't go to the doctors he could like break his leg in half and he probably wouldn't go to hospital well then you can just say to him you're fine yeah you don't have a broken leg because no, if he had a broken leg he would have been diagnosed yeah. that's probably that's yeah. probably like his train of thought but yeah. god i'm sorry that you've had to go through that oh. but it probably makes you stronger if if, the, if one of the people that were meant to be closest to you has that reaction mm. anyone else's makes no difference does it because you're no. like well water off a duck's back true that so Going forward, going forward in life, mm -hmm. you are tell us tell us again what what it is you're doing. You're doing a I'm doing musical theatre um, at the University of Chichester. Yes, it's very exciting. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. You also have an agent. I have an agent. So you've got solid representation for yep. when you go and take on the world. Will you present yourself as someone that has autism? Like, would you be open to say, "Hi, my name's Lily May. I have autism." Da, 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 or is it something that you wait to be? introduced to in a conversation like do you know what i mean yeah do you know what it changes it okay. kind of depends on you know i've had auditions and stuff with different casting directors and it really depends on the sort of vibe you get off of them okay um the show that i'm doing at the moment in brighton the godspell godspell was happening in july yeah yes the um director of that she's actually quite a few of her kids have autism oh. so i haven't actually spoken to her about you know when you just don't really yes. have the time to but you know, that's an example of someone that I would feel comfortable talking yeah. about it around. Yeah. Or someone that actually knows it and gets it yeah. and, and has that understanding. Yeah, because, like, even though, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about it nowadays, but you do worry about people discriminating against you. Mm. And I wouldn't want something that, you know, I've been trying my whole life to kind of just get on with yeah. to stop me from being able to do a role that I know I'm perfectly not. capable of doing. But it doesn't define you as an individual. I think this is the thing. I think this is why people sort of probably similar to, to your dad deny it because they're like well no 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 you're not under this label yeah but the label only makes up a part of you mm. you know there's still so much more about yeah. that it's just just the way it goes yeah so parting words lily may marshall what would you say to future lily because we Ooh. said last time we said last time didn't we yeah we said last time so we said last time it would be to little Lily mm -hmm. now going forward because I think this is such a journey where you will go forward sometimes you have to look back to see just how far you've come mm -hmm. now if you were my age yeah 27 27 <coughs> uh what you could do is is talk to Lily at the age of 35 and say right you're stood this end mm -hmm. this is what you've gone through I can see for you in the future that x y and z I would say to future me, yeah. 
I say keep being true to yourself and don't let anyone stop you. Yes, yes. perfect. Sorted. Removing those barriers from life. Yes. Absolutely fantastic. Lily Mae Marshall, give me a high five. My name is Kylie Ria. You have been listening to Living the Life of Kylie, an eclectic mix podcast. And I have been joined by Lily Mae Marshall, giving us a full on account on autism. Uh, thank you very much for joining Lily Mae Marshall. Thank you, you. Bye-bye. Ciao, man.